Welcome to episode 47 of Special Situation Investing, where we bring you real-time investment research to help you better analyze your own stock picks. In today's write-up, we will deviate from our standard analysis of a specific company and instead cover one of the broad concepts that impact each of our investment decisions. To begin, complete the second half of this statement as it relates to investing and financial independence. In order to win, you must. The statement could end in several ways. It could end with, in order to win, you must ride your winners, or in order to win, you must be smarter than the crowd, or in order to win, you must be a contrarian. None of those endings are wrong, and in fact, there is wisdom in each of them. But for me, the statement has always ended with, in order to win, you must first survive. Survival hinges on the elimination of game-ending outcomes, and is not a weighing of probabilities. Life gave me a visceral education in this concept over a decade ago in the unrelated field of fitness. A co-worker highlighted the danger involved in my then sport of choice, road biking, and I remember casually brushing his warning off to another friend during a long weekend ride one beautiful spring day. What are the odds of being hit by a car? I said to myself, half laughing, with an air of invincibility. I remember that moment, that statement, that casual dismissal of what could happen as clear as if it had happened yesterday. The cool morning air, the bright blue sky, and the feeling of a healthy and bulletproof young man are forever imprinted on my mind. It stands out so clearly because within months of that statement, I was airborne, bones broken, and seconds into what would be years of recovery. You see, it wasn't the odds of being hit by a car that mattered. It was the degree of damage it could inflict. It was an exposure to game-ending risk. Up until that point, I viewed risk in probabilistic terms. What are the odds of a plane crash, a rock-climbing accident, a stock going to zero? Nothing wrong with understanding the odds. But the more important question is what is the worst case outcome of this decision? Can this be a game-ending decision? Of course, this doesn't imply that we can eliminate all risk from our lives. It doesn't even imply that we can eliminate all serious risk from our lives. Rather, it should teach us that we can control some of the exposure to some risks and that we must be fully aware of what the risks are and when we take them. In life, we might be forced to drive through a snowstorm, and all we can do is control the risk of an accident as best we can. We can reduce our speed, clean our windows, and avoid other drivers, but in the end, we must still accept some risk. In investing, however, this isn't the case. We aren't forced to make decisions or commit capital, but quite conveniently can pass on opportunity after opportunity, just waiting for the obvious no-brainer decision to come along. The idea of waiting for the easy pitch, the obvious win, or the 50-cent dollar bill dates at least as far back as Ben Graham's margin of safety, and carries all the way through Buffett's teachings and Seth Klarman's book of the same name. The idea, of course, is simply to invest when the difference between intrinsic value and the price you pay is massive. 
Assuming you've underpaid by enough, the amount you can lose is limited, and your upside should take care of itself. Within the broad margin of safety concept, however, there are several specific things an investor can do to ensure he's honoring the overriding principle. For starters, know how to evaluate the business you're purchasing. Valuing a business is a topic that could fill volumes, and one that certainly won't be exhausted in this brief write-up. But it should be clear that you can't purchase a business for less than it's worth if you're unable to determine what it's worth in the first place. There are countless resources to help you learn this skill, and they include all of Buffett's partnership and shareholder letters, anything written by Joel Greenblatt, and the list goes on and on. However, no amount of reading can replace doing the actual work yourself. By doing the work yourself, I mean you have to roll up your sleeves and start to evaluate businesses. If you've never done it before, begin with the most basic of business models. A child's lemonade stand, a man selling flowers on the street, or a rental property. Ask yourself questions as you go. Questions like, how much does it cost to start the business? How much will I make? How stable is the market? And what happens if I use debt to fund the business? As you learn through doing, identify the accounting terms that apply to what you've discovered so that you can take the concept from one business evaluation to another. Once you've internalized concepts like free cash flow and return on equity, you can apply the concepts across a range of businesses to quickly compare them to each other. We began this write-up with the idea that risk is not a probability question, but rather the identification of and elimination of game-ending outcomes. In the field of investing, game-ending outcomes must be avoided regardless of the probability. Avoiding these outcomes can be accomplished using several different tools to include portfolio construction, which we've talked about in a previous episode. But how does the ability to value a business fit into risk assessment? Let's illustrate the connection with an extreme example. How much thought would you give to an offer to purchase all of Google for a single dollar? Conversely, would it take you long to reject an offer to buy a rental property for $1 trillion? You could reject the rental property immediately, knowing that no property could ever yield enough rental income to repay the trillion invested. On the other hand, you'd purchase Google for $1 without a second thought, even if you couldn't precisely value the business, because you would understand that its value must be well in excess of $1. With those examples in mind, how much risk did you take purchasing Google for $1? The answer is zero, because the probability of losing all that you have is non-existent. You can assess this risk even though you don't know exactly what your return will be, because you know what the possibility of game-ending loss is. It is non-existent. As you learn to value businesses with greater and greater precision, you can make less obvious but still spectacular purchases. You can pick up 50-cent dollar bills over and over again in a very low-risk way. Low-risk not because you know the probability of achieving a range of specific outcomes, but because you've identified the worst-case outcome and avoided purchases that would expose you to it. If an investment offers the potential of game-ending loss, then it's a pass. 
Again, that doesn't mean you have to minimize risk in every decision or that every decision must be risk-free, only that your decision shouldn't expose you to ruin. Bitcoin, for example, has a real possibility of going to zero, but if successful, could yield many, many times your initial investment. In such a scenario, risk can be controlled through position size. A total loss of a 500 basis point investment is not game-ending, and yet it still exposes you to significant upside. On the other hand, a solid and debt-free business available for purchase at well below its intrinsic value is very unlikely to go to zero and can therefore justify a significant investment of your capital. To put it simply, each of the specific investment skills you pick up should be coordinated in application such that they collectively filter out as much risk as possible. Prudent purchases of undervalued businesses with limited to no downside for long enough and your results over time will be quite satisfactory. Well, that does it for today's episode of the podcast. I hope you've gained some knowledge or been offered a slightly different perspective on risk and how to mitigate it. As always, we will be back again next week with another write-up, and we appreciate all of your support.